already fucked up. I can't even get my um, sources up to be able to get my intro going. So we're not going to worry too much about that. Let's just get the ball rolling. No intro today. I'll just drop it in. Um, so for those listening in audio, uh, if they do want to check the video, it's on YouTube. So like and subscribe to the channel, JB Podcast. Here with Ollie Wells at the moment. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining me today, brother. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been obviously we spoke a little bit in the gym and stuff like that, and uh, it's an honour to host you to be honest, because I know you're an intelligent guy. Um, we've had a chat about certain subjects and certain things, and uh, you're always speaking wisdom, which is which is always nice and refreshing to hear, rather than those uh, sort of pessimists. You seem more like an optimist, which is great. Um, for those listening, tell them about yourself and your background. Ah uh, yeah, so I'm. My name's Oliver Wells. Um, I'm 19. Uh, born in London, raised in the southeast on the southeast coast of England, a place called Hastings. Uh, yeah, I met Jay through the gym. Um, I love working out. I love training, exercising. It's one of the ways, one of the outlets that I express myself. Um, and another outlet that I express myself is uh, through my writing, through the medium of my writing. Um, and in my writing, I talk about my theories of life, how I like to live my life, my personal philosophies, my um, concepts of my reality, you know. Uh, yeah, just about just about nature and, and um, our nature as human beings as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're interesting subjects to cover because I think there's a lot of uh, variety in how people view the world and our reality and, and you know, like... I can say me and you are uh, very different in say personalities like when we've spoke before I've been a bit mm. more like yeah this is this this won't happen because of this and a bit like negative and you're like yeah but bro they're just excuses you know like come on man mm. you know you need to see it from this like side of the fence and I think that's always a uh, like an interesting take and a, a and a a way I would like to think because I used to think that way and for some reason it's just changed like I'm just such a a more negative uh negative nelly but what inspired you to get into your writing and start your own blog and so on what kind of triggered you to get going well i mean um i've always been quite um well first of all i've always been a writer like when i was a kid i was i was very creative through the through the medium of writing and always loved telling stories and i had a vivid imagination but uh, as well as that i've always been quite an empath who has been quite sympathetic to other people's stories and to, and to life. I've always, I've always loved nature and been quite receptive to nature itself. And that kind of went away when I was about, you know, early teenage years, as it would when I was about 13. And then from that point, I had a really turbulent school life and, and outside personal life. You know, I got into quite a lot of trouble and mixed with the wrong crowds and did the wrong things. And, uh, and in that state there, I was in a very dark, mindset and my, my situation my life situation was dark and it was I I found myself at a certain point around about 16 at a, at a crossroads I brought myself to a path as a young man I said if I continue on this path if I continue on this path of negativity and kind of destruction and pessimism also like you're saying then um, it's only going to lead one way you know I'm only going to end up in prison or end up doing something else and getting in trouble so I made the decision as the captain of my own ship to, to, to steer in my opinion the, the the right way you know the the more peaceful and, and, and kind way and um, that came one day when I was about 16 I just had this sort of epiphany that there was something bigger than myself and 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 up until that point when I've been in this kind of bullish state of stampeding through life being very angry being very pessimistic not really caring about myself and of course as a result of that not caring about the world around me you know or even the people that I held dear and suddenly one day that, that I just got hit with this realization that there's something bigger than myself you know I, I was I'd, I'd just got into a long-term relationship with my partner that I'm still with now and um, I felt love you know like proper proper love it sounds it sounds something but I felt proper love and I admitted that this this feeling that I felt for myself um, sorry for my partner was 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 
bigger than anything I'd ever experienced before, bigger than all of the anger that I had been previously reveling in, you know. Um, and from that, I found a sort of faith. I looked into different faiths, you know. I'd, I'd been not brought up a Christian, but been brought up in a Christian culture, so I'd been exposed to it. I looked at Islam. That wasn't for me, and I just found a uh, part of the spirituality. I don't, I don't label it, you know, but... Um, yeah, you know, philosophy and based around how I live my life. That's my personal beliefs, you know, my personal beliefs, status. Yeah, no, I agree, like, because uh, it's funny because my situation's very similar. Like, I was at the age of 16. I was going out into town in Hastings with friends that are older than me. Um, got arrested, got put in cells, got let out and kind of just, like, with a little slap on the wrist, nothing on my record or anything like that. And then mm. um, a couple of my friends come over to my house and uh, we were like chilling, drinking and I was outside my house. Um, some guy come by that sort of didn't really like and so forth. And uh, I was with my friend, alcohol fueled, did something mm. where I was stupid. Anyways, like I was proper horrible. Like my little brother come out, it was really horrible to him. Like whilst this mm. is all going on, you know, angry, mm. just like mm. naughty at school as well. But... Mm. So I think all that channeled through and then I was, uh, it was about two weeks later I was at my house and um, get a knock on the door and it's like it must be about 7.30 in the morning and I'm like mm. I wake up a little bit and I'm like it's like knocking on the door and my little brother comes in my room and oh. he's like bro the police are here, like the mm. police are here for you and I was like oh fuck, no, <laughs> like shit you know. You know so, I, I, I find sometimes we need that wake we need that wake up call, we need that, that you know that slap on the wrist to wake us up and realise that we have to realize that there's consequences to our actions yeah you know, that was it man like i saw my mum she was well, as i was getting arrested from my house put in the car like she was crying you know the police were like your son's going to jail like she's crying mm. and i was like, looked at my mum i was like man i don't want this for my mum do you know what i mean like my mum's fucking raised me well like she's never slapped yeah, yeah. me about yeah. and shit like yeah. you know that feeling of love love for my mum mm. i'm like man i don't mm. need this so mm. sat in the cells like got interviewed had like a big reflect on, like reflection of myself, and I was just like, man, if like, if I if I don't get in trouble for this shit, I'm mm. changing, like you know, in, and if I do get in trouble, I'm still changing, like, and then from yeah. then on, I changed, man, like I've stopped drinking alcohol pretty much, uh, only like on an occasion every now and then because it just made me a dick. Mm. And I was just like, mm. it's not about this life. Do you know what I mean, I started meditating. Um, you know all of those things and like you said it's not a specific religion but you just know that there's like it's like this spiritual sort of aspect of things you know be humble to people be nice you know um the energy like you can control your energy i mean to be more positive more uh, less negative i don't know if you've ever looked into a philosophy uh called stoicism never man no what is it so it's a it's a Hellenistic philosophy. So it's an ancient Greek philosophy, um, but it was made famous by the Romans, really. And um, there's quite a lot of modern day Stoics. Uh, you know, there's famous like N- NBA and NFL coaches that are Stoics quite openly. Um, but I think the famous one of all time is a guy called Marcus Aurelius. He was a Roman emperor, and he adopted this Stoic uh, virtue. And it's something that I like to live by. So. Now, there's going to be people here that are going to quote me for being wrong because I'm not a uh, philosopher or historian. <laughs> but uh, the fundamentals, for what I know, the fundamentals um, are just to have a moral framework, to have a moral template, template and know who you are. And if you know who you are and you act in accordance with your true nature, then you know, and you, and you know that you're doing right by yourself and other people around you, then you're doing well. And that's how Stoics, that's how, uh, Stoics hold themselves. You know, they act in accordance with their moral framework and they um yeah they're just they try to be just and humble and i feel like that's i i adopted quite a lot of that that and buddhism they're really closely correlated you know trying to not have too much impact on the world in a negative manner you know and always of course we're not we're not saints none of us are saints um and we all have negative days we all we all have days where we feel bad and maybe we're expressing that out into the into the world a little bit more than we should be you know when we're feeling kind of dull and sulking around but I try just to make sure that always no matter how I feel I try and never act negatively out towards other people as much as I can you know um, try and stay in tune with what I believe is is right to myself you know and that and that to me is being kind 
compassionate and trying to you know share wisdom and just have a good time with people you know no i agree man i mean i think when you're so many people won't even be aware that their shit that's going on in their lives is then being projected onto other people so for example someone at work or whatever they've had like a negative morning they go to work and they're like stressing and moaning towards everyone else being negative you know making maybe like a little remark that they necessarily wouldn't have made if they was in a positive mood but by being aware of that state of like mind like what you're saying that state of mind that that negative side of it and being like all right now i'm going to try and focus on just putting some positive positivity out still like mm. makes the change do you know what i mean just by being aware mm. that your shit mood doesn't have to be projected on anyone else you know you can kind of deal with it and be kind mm, of course yeah yeah and also i think a big realization to me is that you know no there's no such thing as a negative occurrence i feel like positives can be found out of every negative situation you know and a lot of the times that can be hard to unveil what that positive truly is but um you know there's always lessons and there's always um revelations that can be found in dark times and, and negative moods you know and also i believe those negative so-called negative emotions that you feel you know anger or sadness and things like that can really be focused and channeled in a in a particular direction which is the focus focal point of my writing you know like um with training it's a it's a good reference like with training when you're angry i can train i don't know about you but i train so ferociously when i'm when i'm angry i really channel that into having the best workout i possibly can and then at the end of it a positive has come out of that anger so not only has it uh, subsided the anger, but now, you know, I'm also positive as well. Yeah, it's that, like, crazy, crazy sort of focus where mm. you're almost like, I just need to go and work out, and you're just focused on smashing that set out, lifting some weights, and relieving that tension. You know, your card, your cardio will be ten times better because you're, you're, yeah. in, that, you're in that negative mood. You're like, I'm just going to keep going, I'm gonna keep cycling yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And then after, yeah. you, like, take that kind of deep breath out, and you're just like, oh, you know, mm. like it, it makes you see, see so much clearer. Cause like, I can use a good reference from my own personal life with it. Is uh, I was like mentally down in the dumps a bit, you know, having real negative uh, self-talk and so forth. And I ended up, uh, my car went to the garage, and the garage was like 45 minutes from my house. So I was mm. like, right, I'm gonna walk my dog, like all the way back from the garage, and then got to pick my car up later. So I'm gonna walk down there again. And like 45 minutes, I was power walking up the hill. I'm stressed because my car's broke. I ain't got money to pay for it. And uh, by the time I got back, I'm like feeling motivated. I'm like, ah, car's broke. Don't matter. Like, I'll just pay the cash, mm. get it done. Yeah. I saw things mm. more clearly and more of a positive light. And I'm like, all that just from 45 minutes, 30 minutes of just power walking. You know what I mean? Mm. So definitely yeah. there's benefits of exercise on on the mental state of the brain as well as understanding that that negative that negativity or that moment actually there's a positive there to be found because you can use that yeah. to fuel your workout and achieve your goal yeah of course and i mean also and another addition of exercise that's so great um and i think something that's really relevant to today's times um is the fact that it provides direction and i feel so many of us are um direction is absent from our lives you know we so many of us get up and go to a job we're not really interested in and work that nine to five and then for a little bit of money, go back home, watch TV and then, you know, they all just keep cycling in that, you know, in that, in that routine. And I mean, time can really easily be lost in that. And you can, you can also as an individual feel lost and stagnated and working out, you know, say take hypertrophy, you know, the gaining of muscle. I mean, that gives you a clear direction. What do you need to do to do that? You need to do a certain amount of sets, a certain amount of exercise, this many times a week and eat this much food. And it keeps you disciplined, you know, and it gives you that direction. And I mean, if you look at the epidemic that's going on with the stabbings and shootings in London and other cities in the UK, I find, a, I think a big um, remedy for that could be giving some of these young men direction through gym and sports and things like that, because... I think in this society, we, those young men, those particularly young men, haven't got particular direction, you know. Uh, and I know how that feels, so that's why it's quite a relevant issue for me. I know how that feels to be angry at the world, feel like there's nothing for you here, you know, and just and so angry that you could take someone's life, you know. I think as I, I, 
I can agree with you on that because I think they kind of fall into this gang life and crime life because there is nothing else to do and it's a routine mm. to wake up, mm. meet your boys, sell some mm. drugs, like do something mm. for money. Do you know what I mean? Like you're pissed off. When you're pissed off, like you can do so so much harm. Do you know what I mean? Like if I have an mm. argument with someone. You can slap them, do you know what I mean? And then you're like, why did I do that? But it's just because you're angry, like, and then you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that after. And so these things can happen, you know, lack of community centres that are being Mm. closed down, no funding, you know, no place to go, socialise, talk to people, you Mm. know, community support workers and so forth. Like, everything in that area is so underfunded. And yet we kind of think that there's a, a one trick that's going to solve that issue but i think it's what you said like understanding that these issues are because they've their lack of routine anger towards the world nothing to do mm. do you know what i mean like no one mm. wants to sit in a box so, yeah of course and and primarily that demographic is is young men you know and I, and i feel like young men need direction you know young men have a lot of energy and that energy when not controlled and disciplined can turn into, you know, violence and things like that, you know, as you know. I mean, I know you used to do some boxing and um, having that outlet of energy and a little bit of controlled aggression. I wouldn't even, I don't like to call it aggression because I went, you know, when I do a little bit of Muay Thai sparring and things like that, I'm not trying to be angry, but it's controlled energy expenditure, you know, the type of energy expenditure that you wouldn't have in your day-to-day life. You know, I, I feel like they benefit a lot from, from things like that, sports, um, just for the same reason, you can't get good at anything unless you get sacrifice your time, you know, to you know to practice that art or skill. So I feel like that's definitely a sport would be a good solution for that. Yeah, I mean, it's um, like what you're saying about that aggression in any pretty much any sport that I can think of. If you're aggressive and angry, you'll lose. Mm. Like whether you mm. do boxing, karate, muay thai, whatever. It's about controlling that aggression and using it in a positive way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of do, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, so, I wanna, I wanna beat your ass so bad. I'm not gonna come in here swinging because I hate yeah, yeah. you. Do you know what I mean? Because then I'm probably gonna get knocked out, which will probably happen. So instead, mm. I'm gonna control this aggression. I'm gonna think sure. of the positive of beating you and having my hand raised, which would be mm. so much like better, right? Because you didn't get knocked out. You've got that kind of one-up egotistical thing a little bit, but you're like, yeah, I'm better than you, mate. I just schooled you. So it's a better to control it, and and I agree with you, man. Like sports and things like that are definitely something that you know these young men should look into and use whatever hatred to the world that they've they've got because they feel like life's failed them, maybe to actually you know benefit themselves and, and progress and have a goal on a target. Well, also, I mean, in in schools, in the education system, which obviously is a fundamental um, aspect in their lives and in everybody's lives, you know, as a young person, um, I believe the teaching of philosophies, you know, like like I've been talking about Stoicism and Buddhism and things like that, philosophies that teach you how to deal with your anger, you know, um, because there's none. You're never taught that in school. You're not taught how to meditate. I know you meditate, you know, just simple mindfulness, because that, and how to just deal with it and cope with it and maybe alleviate yourself of some of that stress because that stress builds up, you know, it builds up over time. And if you're in a particularly bad situation, it will be, you know, exponentially it will build up. And a lot of these people don't know how to express themselves, so they express it out. There's an anger, there's an anger extrovertly almost, anger at the world, and maybe they'll hit people and things like that. And there's other people who are angry at themselves and you take a very, maybe they're the people that commit suicide or, you know, self-harm and things like that. These are all really big issues because we're not being taught how to deal with our emotions. You know, I feel like that would be such a fundamental thing if we were taught philosophies and just how to channel ourselves. You know, yeah, I mean, just be more. Go on, mate. Sorry. No, go on. Honestly. Yeah, I was going to say like they've just started implementing it in schools uh, within the UK now, which is uh, mindfulness. Because my mum works in schools with uh, children that do have uh, behaviour issues, and mm-hmm. they're kind of doing things now with like breathing techniques to try and calm themselves and like mm. uh, apps and things like that for mindfulness. So they're kind of 
getting on top of it now, but it's kind of too late for a lot of people that are now 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 and plus, I mean, because we never had that. So Mm. I agree with you, like, 100%, and I'm glad that schools have, like, just brought in. But I think that this should have happened quite a long time ago. Of course, yeah, 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 of course. I mean, I feel like because in our, even in our recent history, school systems have been tainted, you know, faith schools, you know, Christian schools, or, you know, maybe uh, uh, Islamic schools. Um, and the, any sort of spiritual education has been centered around those faiths, you know. So I know that I went to a Church of England primary school and there was always a priest who came in and, you know, preached to us. But for a lot of people, that doesn't cut it, you know, that's not practical enough. Um, um, myself included and I, I'm sure you find mindfulness meditation is extremely practical you know it uh, has a practical physiological even benefit you know in just calming us down making us relaxed you know, in a pure sense so I believe that's probably why it wasn't instated because they were tainted with the Church of England or Islamic um, school system no I agree I mean if you look at a workout for example like you have that breathing sort of technique when you're pushing those reps out you know Mm. holding your breath for a second Mm. exploding do you know what I mean it's all that kind of our our DNA our system is like reacting to that you know relieving that stress that deep breath in holding it breathing out pushing squatting you're part of a group you know you're part of a a fucking community in the gym you know as you know from 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 our gym that you come to like everyone's friendly you know you pretty much know every face there or you've seen at least everyone there you're part of that community and that belonging but that mindfulness thing obviously being used in schools is great but then you can also get the same thing from a workout and from participating in sports and participating mm-hmm. in, in fighting mm-hmm. and so on because uh, in in boxing and muay thai and stuff i don't want to say fighting like go out on the street yeah. and have a fight but <laughs> you know what i mean in those things yeah, because you're yeah. learning to channel yourself control yourself you're learning to breathe like you're learning to center yourself in that moment you're not thinking about tomorrow or anything you're there and then you're training you're whatever you know and i think when you don't have that routine in your life um or that goal or whatever you'll you'll find yourself sitting around thinking about tomorrow like what am i going to do tomorrow to better myself oh same shit you know having these little things these little sports these little goals these little competitions and so forth are all things that are gonna help you to be more mindful live in the moment and be now Well, I think you hit the, you hit the uh, nail on the head there. Uh, because I write about the fact that I believe everybody needs a why. Um, you know, I, I I like to use the analogy of um, smoking. You know, quitting smoking is hard because I used to smoke. You know, for about five years, and I know it was tough. Um, and I was only smoking five years. I know people that smoke 20, 30 years and quit. Um, but the habit is really, really tough to kick. And like it, it's one thing to say I'm going to quit smoking because I want to or because my doctor told me so, uh, but is that a good enough reason why? You know, like is that a good enough reason why? Like I had to quit because I wanted to perform optimally in terms of fitness, and I went, of course I care about health as a fitness professional, so you know I needed I needed to quit. So that was my why. So that that why was good enough to give me the fuel to be able to you know and the strength to push through it and be resilient. And now you know I'm out of it the other side. I believe if you look at anything in life, you know. To make any decisions or even just to live like <coughs> yourself, you need a why, you need passions, you know, as you're talking about. And um, I believe the exercising of those passions is just like mindfulness meditation. Because if you think mindfulness meditation is just making you present in the moment, you're not thinking about anything else, you're just being very concentrated and not allowing the monkey mind to, you know, spatter around. Um, so things like climbing, you know, rock climbing, like free soloing, you know, you must have seen Alex Honnold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, that's probably the biggest representation of physical meditation. Mm. You know, I admire it so much because one slip, one slip, and we all know what's going to happen. You know, so he's completely in the moment, concentrated, practicing on his breathing, not allowing his mind to stretch out over this way or this way, just being very concentrated. So I believe the the practicing of any passion, you know, that really takes you in the zone, whether it's art, you know, drawing or writing or anything, is is the same as mindfulness meditation. And probably so many people in this, on this earth and in this Western society don't possess a, a true passion. You know, how many people do you know that, that really know their passion and exercise them regularly? 
um, minimal. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just working, turning up to work, and maybe you're not interested in, and then going to sleep, and then repeating, you know, for years and years, people can spend doing that without any true love, and you know, any activity that every part of them is so inspired by and wants to grow and enjoy. You know. Where did you where did you learn how to to write as well as you do you know to be able to describe things the way you do and talk about things the way you do? You know, it's a good question. Um, no pressure. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? I've always had. I've always loved writing. As I said in the beginning, I've always loved writing. And as a kid, you could find. I did, my mum actually just sent me photos just the other day of some of my old writing. It didn't make any sense, but I was describing nature when I was about six, five, six years old. I just described nature. And um, I just kind of always had a, a passion for it. I always had a passion for, for writing, telling stories, and just being able to describe. And I mean, I do a lot of reading, and I'm lucky enough to come from a family um, and be surrounded by people who are intellectual, people who and allowed me the freedom, like my parents allowed me the freedom to question things and make my own choices and beliefs. And they were very, they didn't try and shove anything down my um, throat. They didn't try and shove any ideologies down my throat, you know. Uh, so I was given free reign to be able to experiment with things and, and my own um, preconceived ideas about reality and test them. And yeah, so I suppose it just, it just came through that, you know, just my life experience. Do you think traveling is like opened your your mind up a lot to how you see the world and so forth. Because I know you you went away with with your girlfriend uh, quite recently. Mm. Um, I have no idea where you went. I can't remember. I think, but you you it looked it looked cool, you know, and you looked buzzing and happy. So that's always a plus. But do you think it opens your mind to to the world around you rather than kind of this box chimp man's mentality of like Asians is the only thing in the world, you know. Hastings yeah, yeah, is yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for damn sure, traveling traveling helps, bro. Um, yeah, I've had quite. I'm lucky enough to have quite a few traveling experiences. Um, that was that was one, a really great one too. And what it does is it opens your mind and makes you realize and exposed to the infinite expanse of possibilities that there are out there for you. So I feel like that's a really important thing. Um, whether you're from London, you know, a big city, or you're from Hastings, you know, a medium-sized town, or New York, or LA, or wherever, um, it can become very easy to be isolated in that little microcosm, you know, and 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 then zoom in even more than that, your local community and maybe your friendship circle and and your parents and the way that you've been conditioned by your family and, and society itself, you believe that that's reality. You know, but then go traveling and you're catapulted into some completely almost alien world, alien reality, a different culture, you know, and you realize that there's a whole infinite expanse and array of ideas, songs to be heard and, you know, food to be tasted and sights to be seen, you know, and it's, uh, and also if you're someone like me who's quite insightful and I really respect nature and I always look to nature for answers and, um, when you're out there and you, I mean we live in England so we've got the beautiful sea and we've got the beautiful countryside but say we went to Morocco and you have the desert uh, the Sahara Desert and um, different barren lands and Italy obviously got a huge expanse of, of nature and it just you, you see so much natural wonder and splendor and I just kind of I really I'm really receptive to it so it just opens my eyes that this, this world and this reality that we're living in is just infinitely beautiful and the people in it are infinitely different and beautiful and uh, and it's not good to be closed-minded, you know, in my opinion. No, I agree, man. Like, I think when you have conversations with people, you can kind of gauge whether someone's not open to other ideas or the world in any sense of the foot, like any sense. You're like, oh, yeah, so um, have you ever travelled or seen anything before? Or, like, do you want to go out here into nature? Do you want to go for a swim in the mm -hmm. sea like, and feel the cold? No, well, I don't want to do that. Mm. Like, well, bruv, like, why would you want to sit on the fucking sofa and watch EastEnders? Like, what, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, what are you running from? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. they might not know they're running from anything, but they are definitely running from something. Like, running from time, whatever. Like, it's wasted, you know? I think people are also fearful, you know? People are fearful, man. Like, I, I feel like you can you can see that a lot in when you, when talking about political issues. 
people are fearful of change and they're fearful of um, being out of their comfort zone. You know, for, so for some people in our local town, Hastings is their comfort zone. Maybe it's all their family have ever known. It's all they ever know, and it's all they're, they're destined to ever know, according to them. You know, like what you're talking about. Um, uh, but yeah, like I say, if they just open themselves up a little bit, I mean, it, it's tough here because it's changing now. But I mean, in terms of diversity and things like that, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty one way. Obviously, it's there's not many people from different backgrounds, uh, but it is changing now. So, like you see in London, when there's a huge metropolis of people from all over the world, people there are more exposed to different cultures already. So they may be already a little bit more open-minded, you know, a little bit more progressive. So when you're down here, you find people, you know, got a little bit more of a traditional mindset. But I'm sure that will change. Um, but yeah, I, I find it, I find it fear in terms of close-mindedness with traveling and experience of other cultures. I think it's just. It's just fear, and I think if those people were catapulted into those situations, they'd love it just as much as me and you. Yeah. They'd love it just as much as me and you. That's it, man, like seeing the sunset. You know what I mean? Just those little mm. simple things can be stuff that you think... Like amount, The amount of people I see on, say, Instagram, they've got up early and they've seen the sunset, and they're like, this is beautiful. And to mm. some people, that sounds gay in the sense mm. of oh mate do you want to watch the sunset or the sunrise like whatever um nah mate it's a bit gay like i'd rather stay in and then when they do it they're actually like, oh mate this is proper nice isn't it yeah yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. is proper chilled like this is well nice and i'm like yeah obviously you know because mm. i wouldn't recommend it if i thought i was just gonna like hold your hand and start kissing you do you know what i mean like, <laughs> like i'm not trying to woo you i'm trying to offer an experience that's gonna mm. maybe help change your perspective and be the smallest thing um i mean go on those things are so um, taken for granted, you know, like like a sunset, we see that every day, of course, and those people have seen that every day, and um, they just don't know, they don't, they don't see it as something to be appreciated, but um, I'm sure with a little bit of change, you know, just if they really quieted their mind, didn't think about the, maybe the social stigmas that would come with watching the sunset, and they really were just present in the moment and watched it. They would like you and like I would would appreciate its its majesty because it is it's majestic. And I mean, if we're being honest, what the hell is that in the sky anyway? You know what I mean? What yeah. the hell is that? And the moon as well, and the stars and everything. Us talking here on this laptop, which is being transferred on some crazy magical Wi-Fi signal. You know, like what's it? What is anything? What is everything? I think everything is to be revered and respected because it's all. It's all amazing, you know, and um, but I haven't always, like I said, I haven't always thought like that because I know how it feels. I'm in a privileged position to know how it's feel, it feels to be closed minded and to be one of those people. Like you know, only a few years ago when I was an angry teenager, if you would have asked me that question, I probably would have said the same thing. What the hell do I want to get a sunset for? Do you know what I mean? But like, um, it's because I was closed off. I had this barrier around my eyes. I was veiling my eyes from the true beauty and connectedness with everything around us yeah. yeah i mean i think um in the sense of like the sunset and stuff like that you find that are people actually aware that it's even going on and what i mean by that is like you're just driving back from work the sunset mm. you ain't focused on that shit do you know what i mean mm. like mm. when do you actually sit there and think about the how mad the world is in the sense of how it all works the fucking sun in the sky whatever you want to call <laughs> it is heat like that's giving us fucking food yeah. life you know you've got the yeah, moon yeah. like lighting the sky up at night the stars yeah. like is it all just coincidence who yeah, the fuck knows do you know what i mean but i don't yeah. think it is do you know what i mean like i think there's something there like something mm. has happened you know like whatever whether you believe it god fucking whatever the story doesn't yeah. matter to me i just believe there is like maybe some divine purpose something else you know what i mean mm. whatever yeah man i mean I was, it's funny because i was having this conversation literally earlier on today with my with my dad and um i mean i'm not going to profess that i know the answers to any of any of that and i don't believe anybody should because i don't believe anybody truly knows the answers to the meaning of the universe or why we are here or anything but something that i do proclaim is that I believe the only thing I can truly say for myself that I know to be that I know to be true is the fact that this life that we're here to experience is just that we we need to experience it in its fullest, you know. 
we need to learn our lessons and just kind of travel travel through life and where are you going? I'm still here, bro. <laughs> Sorry, mate. My you know, TV and, and, was about to turn off. I was like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, do our journeys. Um, and I can't, I can't really say that I that I think too much about about the meaning of it all because I can't because in the end of the day it's a unfathomable scale to us you know I, I can only I can only comment on what makes sense to me in in the nature and, and the world around me you know which might or may not reveal clues about the fabric of the universe itself I'm not sure but yeah what it's a mystery yeah it's a, well, it's a mystery to all of us man what do mm -hmm. we actually know like mm. We fucking live, we die. That's about it. Do you know what I mean, mm. I think that's mm. probably the only thing we know. Other than that, it's all science and theorized, and this works this way, and mm. the body works this way because it's been discovered like this. But mm. everything's kind of man-made, I guess, or man thought of. Um, mm. I'm sure. So, I'm sure some SJWs would be out there going, "You can't say man-made." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, human made, man. Human yeah, made. human but, but made. But then you transhumanist, and it's like a thing made, then thing, because if yeah. you want to be a unicorn. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I make, yeah, I'm a true. unicorn. <laughs> it's true. Uh, everything that we believe we know has only ever been known through the lens of the human mind. You know, so I mean, yeah, it might make um, complete mathematical sense. It might be known as complete mathematical fact that one plus one equals two in our human experience, through our human lens and through our five senses. But what if to an alien or in another dimension or me in another equal dimension, what if that isn't the truth, you know? Um, how, can, how can we ever truly know? I think, I can't remember who said it, but the, there's a great quote, the wise man truly knows that he uh, knows nothing. No, I agree. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the best, one of the best uh, sort of quotes that people should try and think about in their life is like I don't know anything but I think I know everything or I think I know everything but I don't know anything because everything's always changing do you know what I mean from when I joined the fitness industry to now like there's been massive change in the sense of science mm -hmm. and how to do warm-ups and cool-downs and now foam rolling and resistance bands like mm -hmm. all of that stuff when I qualified was like pretty much not heard of I mean, it was like, yeah, go on the mm. treadmill for five minutes, hop off. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stretch, okay? You're gonna touch your toes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like because an average personal trainer didn't know that much. Mm. You know, you'd have to yeah. go and see a physiotherapist or whatever. Because of the internet now, obviously, information is so accessible. Like mm. you're getting better personal trainers for that, better fitness fanatics, whatever, who mm. are like, yeah, man, you need to be doing these stretches to like increase your mobility. It's gonna help your lifting. Mm roll yourself out you know mm. i have no idea how i got onto this subject so <laughs> well you talk about things changing you know? and yeah it's, and it's true like things do change and we can't we can't know anything as fact you know i mean that's something that science preaches itself i mean that just the existence of science because uh, what it is is somebody theorizes something you know hypothesis and then it's proven until it's unproven and then you know it's just a procession like that you know we used to believe in the geocentric model, you know, that everything revolved around the earth and then, you know, it was proven proven wrong and we have the heliocentric model now, but it might change again, you know, we never know. Um, it's the nature of the way of things, it's the nature of the universe, everything's temporary and ephemeral, you know, life comes, life goes, rains come, rains go, you know, it's just the way it is. And I find, I find that's, that's, the, that's the beautiful thing about life, you know, it's the temporary nature of things that, that truly make make it magical and majestic i think for people that are in a dark place as well that's one of their vices that they can should hold on to is that it is temporary that emotional state that you're in those thought patterns whatever they will mm. go like a you know my friend said to me like a cloud covering the sun you know eventually it'll pass like it's not going to rain every day it's just mm. you know grinding and difficult situation to be in but if you hold on like those patterns will change. I mean, those thoughts will change. You got to take a little bit of action, obviously, to pull yourself out of that hole. But it's not permanent. For real, for real. Yeah, and um, also a big thing that I'd like to 
say to people in, in those negative mindsets is that positives can be found in and light can be found in those dark times you know light can be found you can you are diamonds are made in the rough i know it's a cliche but it's such a good it's such a good phrase you know like when you when you go through pressure when you go through turmoil and turbulence and you come out the other side you come out stronger more experienced wiser you know um there's always like i said there's no such thing as a negative occurrence positives can be found in everything you know like um I write a lot about, you know, the the essence of life and death, and you know, it's quite a accepted notion that death is a negative. You know, the I mean, the obvious positive out of death is that populations don't rise too too much, and you know, another is that our energy is recycled into the earth. You know, there was, I watched a great program about Yellowstone uh, National Park and about how the introduction of wolves, which a lot of people thought was going to be a terrible thing, it actually like balanced out the national park and everything went back into balance you know because there was just the right amount of death of um, the deer species which had eaten all the shrubbery and the vegetation which has allowed all of these collateral things to, to happen you know it's just a big balance it's one big balance and again I don't know how I got into this concert, uh, <laughs> subject <laughs> it just fucking happens <laughs> doesn't it just happens <laughs> it does happen. nah I mean um, I, I, I uh, can agree that a lot of people see death negatively but in certain countries, they'll fucking have like a massive parade celebration. Mm. Like they mm. celebrate it. Do you know what I mean? It's like the passing. I mean, probably a religious, um, probably some sort of religious meaning behind it. But they kind of celebrate. You know, you're passing through. Like let's celebrate your life. It was great. You're now onto the yeah. next chapter. You know. Yeah, man. Precisely, and and that's what I believe it is. I believe it's just a transition. You know, I believe it's just a transition and. I'm not going to go too in depth because I'm not sure. But what I do know is that um, in the things that you see around you, so I write a lot about plants, you know, and the flowers, you know, they they blossom and just like us, we blossom and we reach teenagehood, adulthood, and we go about our lives and perform our functions. And then at some point, you know, when the seasons change, we'll start wilting and then eventually we die. But we're transferred into the earth and that, and that is uh, the recycling. And... I believe that's what happens. You know, maybe we reach a higher or, or a different plane altogether. You know, nobody nobody can truly know. But, but for me, for me, the concept that everything just comes to one big halt, and this train that we've been riding, this train of life and experience and love and eating and hearing and singing and dancing and exercising and you know, love making and all of it, everything. You know. It's just going to come to a big stop. I, I don't believe to be true. I believe that there are lessons that you take with you to, in, on this transition. You know, and there's a lot of ancient faiths. You know, like the ancient Egyptian faith and the Assyrian faith, and loads of others that believe the same. So, what's your um, stance on sort of? Do you believe the Earth's round or flat? Well, I just throw this in there for you. I just throw I see you. I've seen. I see you've discussed this with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what? Yeah, if you want my honest answer, right, I, with my stupid brain that doesn't understand maths and, you know, um, sort of monkey-like, I can't just imagine on a practical scale the spherical shape, but I'm not going to argue that the Earth is flat. It does make more practical and logical sense for it to believe it's flat, but then you can't explain when you, if you were to walk in a certain direction or sail in a certain direction and you made sure that you stayed on the same line of latitude or longitude, and you did that, you'd reach the same point. And you couldn't do that if the earth was round, you know, I guess. But I mean, that, that kind of that kind of subject, that kind of subject, I don't usually uh, delve it's into. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I've never been to space, so I've never seen the shape of the earth. So I think that's, that's, that's the thing for, for me. Um, I mean, I don't believe the earth is flat, but there's a movement there. So, mm. And I haven't seen it. And if I don't see it, I don't know, you know, I'm going, I'll go, I'll go with science. I'll go with science. I'll say it's spinning and whatever. But mm. again, like, how the fuck do I know? Do you know what I mean? What yeah, do I know? Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, um, in a sense, we've fed that information. You know, we've fed the conventional theory that, you know, the Earth's a sphere and, you know, that space is what it is and everything is what it is. We've fed that. And I feel like to a certain degree, I've questioned the conventional thinking in a lot of subjects you know about you know my religion obviously I'm, I'm not Christian and uh, my science isn't doesn't exactly 
go in toe with the mainstream and my view of history is slightly different to the textbook but there's a certain amount of information that we either have to or don't have to accept and I suppose because I haven't got any because like you said I've never been to space how can I have a perspective how can I have a view I mean I, I subscribe that the earth is spherical but um, um, if somebody wanted to put me up into a rocket and let me have a look I'd be willing to <laughs> <laughs> willing to go Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, it's like uh, I'll go. So I'm like a balls deep guy, right? Mm. Like, I'll, I'll I'll go. Fuck it, NASA fake the moon landings, yeah. Mm. And then I and and then if someone's tell, telling me NASA's faking the Earth's round, I'll entertain it. There's people mm. out there that mm. are like, nah, NASA fake the moon landings, but the Earth's definitely definitely round, mate. Mm. And I'm like, no, nah, like, what? So you can't believe that you believe they'll lie about the moon landings, but you don't believe that they'll lie about the shape of the Earth. Do you know I what suppose I mean? what's the, yeah, yeah, but what's the reason? Because people don't do things without, you know, financial reason or hierarchical reason. What's the reason for the lying that the Earth is spherical? You know, that would be because I understand the reason for arguing that the the moon landings, you know, because they're in the the race with the Soviet Union and they wanted to prove America was, you know, the best at everything. So they. Uh, Got up there. I'm not sure where I stand on it either. But you know what? I wasn't there, so I can't. I can't fully comment. Well, it goes back to that saying, doesn't it? Like uh, about knowing everything but knowing nothing. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking. I might believe that um, the moon landings are fake. It doesn't mean it's true. Like, and mm. I'm open to the possibility that they're not fake. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm not. I'm not 100% saying to you the moon landings were fake. I'm saying there's a slight mm. chance, well, there's more than a slight chance there is, but if they were real, I'm not shocked either. Yeah, 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 of course. And you know what? At the end of the day, who cares? I'm sure one day we will we will get to the moon. You know, we, I'm sure one day we will. I feel like there's definitely a, a lot of conspiracy theories, um, which I do subscribe to. And I mean, I don't know if we should get into it because we will go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but, you know, there's some that have been... Some that have been declassified, um, I can't remember their names, but you know, a lot of atrocities really have been have been um, undertaken by by governments on their on their own people, and you know, and a lot of things. It's I believe that everybody should take it upon themselves to take the things that they hear with a pinch of salt, you know, to always question things, not not to over, not to be schizophrenic, but to always question things, and you know, does the evidence add up? Um, you know, like it's a well-known fact that. Uh, just before the initiation of World War II, Hitler said that the Reichstag, which was like Germany's parliament building, was burnt down by the Jews or socialists or something like that, like this, um, which gave him a scapegoat to target the, that particular demographic. Um, and that's a well-known thing that he did that. Yeah, um, I agree. And America and England have done the same, you know, in different in different instances. They've been proven to have done the same in these declassified files. Uh, what's the ship in Vietnam, um, which was blown up to bring America into the Vietnam War? Uh, Pearl Harbor? Not Pearl Harbor, is it? Is it Pearl Harbor? That was Pearl Harbor, but that was World War Two. Um, yeah. Vietnam War. There was another one. My history is shit. Those <laughs> <laughs> my modern history. I didn't pay attention enough. That's my problem. <laughs> which but, is a um, shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a good subject, history. Like I think people should get educated on on how the world was used to work, and you'll find out a lot of information. Maybe don't look too mainstream. Maybe go to mm. the library and read a couple of a couple of mm. funky books. But some like you know, you I think your intelligence is is good. Like the way you talk and stuff is, is kind of like a, a philosophical way of you know philosophy and stuff like that. Uh, history is super important, I, th I believe, you know, uh, as an individual to, to look into because you can see how the powers that be back then in those times um, operated and maybe you can see the correlations between how they're operating now and you're, you've got a good bullshit detector, you know, um, because uh, back in the day there was an untold amount of, of oppression and tyranny released by the governments and, and kings of people. Um, and you can see that same kind of thing happening now with our governments and with big business and laws that are made. And yeah, it's 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 terrible. But also on a on a deeper meaning than that, because that's all quite superficial, you know. On a deeper meaning than that, on a more human level, um, how did this? Where did our great civilization? Where did our or civilizations, should I say, in our great race, 
where did they come from? How did that start? What was the catalyst for that? What was the spark? You know, was it aliens? You know, like a lot of people believe. Was it was it the stoned ape theory? You know, like you know, like Joe Rogan and uh, Dennis McKenna are um, proponents of. You know, I, I like to entertain it all because who knows? Like we said, who knows? Yeah. Um, I'm personally go on, go on, mate. Sorry. No, no, no. It's good, mate. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm entertained. What's your personal view? Go. I'm personally really interested in the fact that, um, well, not the fact I shouldn't say that, but the theory that human civilization, civilized civilization, was initiated far, far um, earlier than its than conventional history would have you believe. You know, I think we were hunter gatherers in conventional history until about seven thousand, eight thousand years ago, until we started you know, having our first cities with the agricultural revolution and things like this. Um, but there's a, a, a few good proponents. It would be good for you to have on the podcast, actually, a guy called Graham Hancock and Randall Carson. Um, yeah, I spoke, I've um, not spoke. I listened to them on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper yeah, cool yeah. guys. I've tried reaching out to Graham, didn't get a response, unfortunately. Uh, but maybe I'll try again. Yeah, I'll try again soon, man. Um, but yeah they're, yeah, they're proponents of it. And I find it very interesting. There's a lot of evidence to back up the fact Um and I find it, it's, there's a big link between the conventional theory that we were pretty insignificant, you know, 7,000 years ago. We had no real knowledge of the universe or of ourselves, you know, until about 7,000 years ago. And also this new conventional idea of science, which is that everything's an accident and we're insignificant in this universe. We don't play too big a role and we you know our functions are quite small. I believe that those two go hand in hand. And I like to view it from a perspective that we are important and that we have had this knowledge for a long time and there's a reason that we feel this connectedness with each other and with the world around us you know i believe it's all linked i'm gonna have to end it there bro because i've got my dinner okay <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> um we've been going for 51 minutes anyway so we made good time gone quite quick okay. i think um uh, yeah. we'll we'll podcast again definitely because i think we could go down um some conspiracy theories i'd love to hear your take on um and also touch more on uh, touch on spirituality as well. Again, uh, I'll keep up to date with your writing as well, so we can talk more about that. Um, can I just say? Can I just say quickly? Sorry, before you. Cut yeah, it yeah, short. yeah, no, that's no, far away. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm writing a book uh, called The Great Everything, which is due to be published um, at some point soon. So I mean, um, and you can you can find my blog at, uh, at the www.eternal. Sorry. Uh, eternalkeyhole.wordpress.com um, I don't know if you can put a link to that or something like that and it has my yeah, writing yeah. on it yeah yeah um, I'll put all your links and everything in the description below um, I always give guests at the end anyways two minutes to, to advertise the shit out of themselves oh, so you, plug, <laughs> you plugged it in there anyways which is sweet um, but yeah if obviously if people want to contact you they can through Instagram um, what's yeah. your Instagram account um, it's ot underscore wells wls yeah, I'll get that uh, linked in down below as well. So any links you want me to add in, uh, Skype over, I'll drop them in. And for anyone yeah. obviously listening, the links will be in the YouTube video. So go check it out. Uh, thank you for coming on, brother. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joe.